Welcome back to the MedBullet Step 1 podcast. In this episode, we go over the topic of hypoparathyroidism from the endocrine section on MedBullets.com. Let's start this episode with a brief introduction. The causes of decreased parathyroid hormone release include accidental surgical excision due to thyroidectomy, autoimmune destruction of the parathyroid glands, DeGeorge syndrome, and hypomagnesemia. In DeGeorge syndrome, you would have a congenital absence of the parathyroid glands. Hypomagnesemia causes decreased functional adenylate cyclase, leading to decreased PTH activity. Hypoparathyroidism can also be caused by resistance of PTH. This is called pseudohypoparathyroidism. In this condition, the renal tubules do not respond in presence of PTH. This is also known as Albright hereditary osteodystrophy. This condition follows an autosomal dominant inheritance pattern. Let's now talk about the clinical presentation including symptoms and physical exam findings of hypoparathyroidism. The main symptom is tetany due to hypocalcemia. Physical exam findings include the Chwas-Tex sign, the Trousseau sign, and findings that are unique to pseudohypoparathyroidism or Albright hereditary osteodystrophy. The Chwas-Tex sign involves contraction of the facial muscles when tapped rapidly. The Trousseau sign involves carpal spasm following occlusion of the brachial artery with a blood pressure cuff. And findings unique to pseudohypoparathyroidism include shortened fourth and fifth digits and short stature. Note that Turner's syndrome only involves the fifth digit. Let's now talk about the diagnostic evaluation of hypoparathyroidism. Serology findings would include hypocalcemia and hyperphosphatemia. And in terms of treatment of hypoparathyroidism, medical treatment would involve the use of calcium together with calcitriol or vitamin D3 supplementation. Note that recombinant parathyroid hormone or teriparatide can also be used. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. First question. An 8-year-old boy presents to the emergency department with intermittent muscle spasms that have been getting worse over the last two days. He is under the growth curve for his age and has had dental problems throughout childhood but is otherwise healthy. Physical exam reveals wrist spasms when a blood pressure is taken as well as shortened fourth and fifth digits. Tapping over the facial nerve elicits contraction of facial muscles. Based on clinical suspicion, a panel of calcium tests are obtained. Which of the following combinations of serum calcium and parathyroid hormone levels would be most likely in this patient? 1. Low calcium and low parathyroid hormone. 2. Low calcium and normal parathyroid hormone. 3. Low calcium and high parathyroid hormone. 4. High calcium and high parathyroid hormone. Or 5. High calcium and low parathyroid hormone. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 3, low calcium and high parathyroid hormone. This case is most consistent with acute hypocalcemia in the setting of pseudohypoparathyroid hormone type 1A or Albright hereditary osteodystrophy. This disorder shows decreased serum calcium despite increased levels of PTH due to end organ resistance to the effects of PTH. Remember, muscular spasms are caused by increased neuronal excitability, which can be due to increased neurotransmitter signaling, increased sodium channel activation, or decreased calcium levels. The key distinguishing signs for hypocalcemia on step 1 are the Trousseau sign and Chwas-Tex sign. 
The Trousseau sign is carpal spasm due to brachial artery occlusion during a blood pressure measurement, and the Trois-Steck sign is facial muscle twitching when the facial nerve is tapped. Hypocalcemia can be classified into primary hypoparathyroidism, in which the low level of calcium is due to low signaling of PTH, and secondary hyperparathyroidism, where calcium is low despite high levels of PTH signaling. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, low levels of both calcium and PTH would be seen in primary hypoparathyroidism and can be due to surgical resection of the parathyroid glands, failure of parathyroid gland development such as in DeGeorge syndrome, or autoimmune destruction of the glands. Answer choice 2, normal levels of PTH despite low calcium is not commonly seen but may be the manifestation of combined disorders. For example, this pattern could be seen if the amount of parathyroid tissue left is insufficient to generate a proper response to hypocalcemia. Answer choice 4, hypercalcemia would present with, quote, stones, bones, groans, psychiatric overtones, etc. Hyperparathyroidism in the presence of high calcium indicates that PTH is driving the hypercalcemia and can be found in hyperplasia or neoplasia of the parathyroid glands. And finally, answer choice 5, low PTH in the presence of high calcium is indicative of a PTH-independent form of hypercalcemia, such as excessive calcium intake or ectopic vitamin D production, such as in sarcoidosis. In summary, Albright's hereditary osteodystrophy presents with short stature and shortened fourth and fifth digits and is inherited in an autosomal dominant pattern. Next question, a six-year-old boy presents to a pediatrician for initial evaluation. He was recently adopted from abroad and his parents want to establish care in the United States. His medical history is unclear and there are no records on any family history. On presentation, he is found to fall below the 5th percentile in height for his age with shortened 4th and 5th digits. Physical exam reveals wrist spasms when his blood pressure is taken. Radiographs reveal decreased bone mineral density and several healing fractures. Which of the following mechanisms is most likely associated with this patient's presentation? 1. Decreased production of parathyroid hormone. 2. Inadequate intake of vitamin D. 3. Malabsorption of nutrients. 4. Mutation on chromosome 22. Or 5. Resistance to the effects of parathyroid hormone. And the correct answer choice is answer choice 5, resistance to the effects of parathyroid hormone. This patient who presents with short stature, shortened fifth and fourth digits, and signs of hypocalcemia most likely has Albright hereditary osteodystrophy, which is caused by resistance to the effects of parathyroid hormone. Remember, Albright hereditary osteodystrophy, which is a form of pseudohypoparathyroidism, occurs when the kidney tubules do not respond to the effects of parathyroid hormone. This resistance to parathyroid hormone function happens because of an autosomal dominant mutation in second messenger pathways downstream of the PTH receptor. Patients with this condition will have classic signs of hypocalcemia, such as Trousseau's sign, marked by carpal spasm when the brachial artery is occluded by a blood pressure cuff, and the Trois-Tex sign, marked by contraction of the facial muscles when tapped rapidly. This condition can be distinguished from other causes of hypocalcemia by the characteristic shortening of the fourth and fifth digits. Let's now review the incorrect answer choices. Answer choice 1, decreased production of parathyroid hormone can cause hypocalcemia, however this would not lead to shortening of the 4th and 5th digits. 
Answer choice two, inadequate intake of vitamin D can cause rickets in children. However, this disease would classically present with bowed legs and rachitic rosary, which are enlarged costochondral rib junctions rather than shortened digits. Answer choice three, malabsorption of nutrients can also lead to vitamin D deficiency since vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. However, it would not explain the shortened digits. And finally, answer choice four, mutation on chromosome 22 can cause DeGeorge syndrome. However, this disease would also have cardiac and immunological manifestations. In summary, Albright hereditary osteodystrophy is an autosomal dominant condition where the kidney tubules are resistant to the effects of parathyroid hormone. And that's all for this review about hypoparathyroidism. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 1 podcast, a daily audio review session by MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on MedBullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the MedBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from these MedBullets Step 1 podcasts so far, please consider leaving us a 5-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you are not already, be sure to follow MedBullets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 1 podcast.